I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. School of Humans. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Cadaver Gals, the podcast where we talk about the ways people have died to cope with our own mortality. Yes, I'm your host, Nika, along with Gabby. Hey. And Taylor. Hi, hi. Okay, real exciting, real exciting stuff. So today, Gabby is going to tell us a tragic um, princely death story. And Taylor is getting into some witchy torture. Um, Fun times. As always, we do have trigger warnings because this is a little bit of an intense podcast. Um, So we are going to be talking about incest and rape and um, animal abuse and mental illness uh, the letter m if you know for some reason that might trigger you being crushed and there was one witches 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 wenches um so that is what's happening on this podcast we are looking forward to it what a way to start the day wow let's cue the alligator music Okay, welcome back. Taylor mentioned that um, people might be ending their day with this. If you are ending your day with this, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, No, I'm kidding. I just, I'm scared you'll have nightmares. But you know what? You are your own person and you get to decide for yourself. I'm just saying we're recording this in the morning. So that's why I said start my day. Anyway, I don't (laughs) need to ever explain myself. I'm a god. Okay, Gabby. (laughs) Gabby. Yeah. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby. Yeah, well, 
I think sometimes people, I on another show I worked on, they said there was one comment that was like, yeah, I love to listen to true crime podcasts to fall asleep too. So oh. maybe the soothing yeah. tones of rape, murder, incest, and... Yeah. Okay. Familiar, you know, or... Killing your family members. I guess that's another thing that's going to happen today. So... Phyllicide. 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 We love it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So fun and flirty. And- okay. So yeah, we're gonna be going. We're going to Korea in the 18th century. Is everyone? Pumped? We haven't been to Korea in a while. We haven't <laughs> been to Korea in a while. That's true. Um, usually, it's just like toxic white people that we talk about dying because it feels less problematic to talk about their deaths. You know, you know, be Absolutely like that. Absolutely agreed. Well, it's kind of like reparations. Kidding, <laughs> kidding, kidding. Oh my. my God, I'm kidding. All right. Uh, Anyway, well, this is okay. So in 1735, a little baby was born, and he would one day be known as Prince Sado. Sado means "think of you with great sorrow," um, or whenever I think about you, I am heartbroken because oh, wow. because Mister Prince Sado is going to be killed by his dad. Love to see it. Family. Oh, is, you're just going for it. Yeah. Family spoiler is alert. complicated. I mean. Yeah, spoiler, this person dies. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Anyway. I'm shook. Yeah, it's just like this is like the ultimate story of like daddy issues. It's like you take your daddy issues and you compound them with maybe like bipolar disorder and some OCD and also just like a dad who is chronically disappointed in you and this is what happens. You get sentenced to death. Okay, so just watch out for your dad. All That's all I'm saying. Okay, I so, hope not to everyone because a lot of people got daddy issues and there would be a lot more filicide if that was the case. Yeah, that's that's true. But anyway, so his dad is King Yongjo and he he this dude, he's kind of seems a little insecure anyway because he became king even though he was like pretty low ranking um, in terms of like the royal family. So it seemed like he had his own insecurities. Um, also, he had a son before Sado who he really liked. But then that son died. So then they had Sado. And so, oh, no. yeah, so Sado, it seemed like his dad was already going to put a lot of pressure on him. Be like, you have to be like my other son who died, which is, you know, that's already complicated. And Prince Sado, he was, you know, his dad wanted him to be like a really good student, a really good scholar. But he was more interested in like the arts and like archery and like having classic tale you know classic classic tale yes so his Mm -hmm. dad was always like what the hell is wrong with you you need to be better and he's like no i want to do arts and sports and so then his dad just would yell at him would like yell at him in public all the time um in front of like the rest of like the royal court and so Sato developed kind of like an anxiety problem around his dad where he was always like super timid around him, which then made his dad even angrier. So it was real complex. Okay. Quite the chain of events. I'd be anxious to be around my dad too if he yelled at me every t- single time we were in public. Yeah. And just Lord. like undermined all of your decisions and told you you were like dumb all the time, you know, like. And that you had to be like the son that died. Yeah. That, you know, you weren't as good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Prince Sado, he, you know, this is a romantic story. He gets betrothed and he weds this woman, Lady Hong. By woman, I mean girl child. They were both eight years old when this happened. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which was apparently like not kind of. Not a woman. Not a woman. A, little, a literal girl in Prince Sado was a literal boy. Um, they got married at eight, which apparently was like kind of typical of the time. 
Uh, Classic boy meets girl story, except yeah. they're both eight and they have no choice. Exactly. It's a classic I'm, love story. I'm already triggered. I think this is what um, Taylor Swift was singing about in the song Love Story, this specific scenario. Thank you for the analysis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she's important because she wrote a memoir that kind of like details a lot of like Sato's behavior and kind of what was happening at this time, which some people like they don't trust it because they're like, maybe she was in cahoots with the king and they wanted to like get rid of him anyway. But that's also like not doesn't seem to be true because she just gives like very specific details of all this crazy shit that's going to happen because the crazy a lot of shit's going to happen. So when he's like 10, he has some sort of like psychological breakdown where he like goes and con- unconscious and Lady Hong is like, uh, this is where everything started going real bad. Uh, and then a lot of other like traumatic things seem to happen, all with the backdrop of his dad being like a total dick to him all the time. How old is he now? Well, he has the the psychological like breakdown when he's 10. And good for him for going at least two years. I would not I wouldn't last that long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, year two of a marriage is pretty complex, but <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. OK. But like a lot of sad things are happening, like, you know, for like, you know, when they're 14, they finally have a kid and that kid dies after two years. 14. Yeah. Oh, 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 no. Okay. I can't imagine having a kid at 33. Yeah. 14. Much less 14. <laughs> well, yeah, your kid would already be like in college now. <laughs> I could be a grandmother. You, oh, you could be- oh, my God. Granny Taylor, so sweet. Um, <laughs> oh my god! But his kid dies. Very sad. They have another kid, but then also he's very close to his sister because his sister is like gets the fact that their dad's a huge dick. And but then the thing is, then she dies. Very sad. Oh um, my god! Also, gosh. like her, his his dad, the king gives him like administration like duties to do but he every time he makes a choice his dad's like that's the bad that's the wrong choice you made a bad decision also he wouldn't like let him go to a lot of court events he's still yelling at him in public all the time hang on is he's like 10 so like is he or 14 i guess is he misbehaving and is he getting into some shenanigans i mean some shenanigans are about to happen i mean they also people there's a lot of shit that's about to go down, but I'm just saying there's a lot of like tragedy that was happening yeah. in his life to kind of understand where all the, you know, basically, spoiler alert, he becomes like a serial killer and rapist. So, okay, well, <laughs> ha ha ha. I don't know why I just shenanigans. laughed. Shenanigans. It all starts with the parent, though. So I'm not saying it's OK. I'm just saying like. He did have a fucked up. So all you parents out there, you're traumatizing all of your children. You're giving, My gosh. yeah, you're turning your kids into the responsibility <laughs> of being a parent too much. Just when kimchi, if kimchi is even a little bit upset, I'm like, I'm a bad mother. I'm mm-hmm. a bad mother. Put me away. Like, take him away from me because I am not taking care of my child. Right. So I cannot even imagine what it's actually like with a human baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so like he also like his dad puts him specifically in charge of like overseeing torture, which I also don't know if that would be like the best role for him necessarily. When he was a bait, when he was young, like ten, well, this is like when he's like fifteen. So he's like okay, fifteen. So of course, that's gonna fuck a child up. Oh my god! So he's fifteen. He's a man. Oh, of course, <laughs> it's gonna fu- regardless. Your brain is still <laughs> developing, especially because he's a boy. So it's like developing slowly. Uh, Nika, I think I think that was some sarcasm from Gabby. Oh, well, you know I mean, what? no, he would, be, he would be literally considered an adult at this point, you know? I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm just thinking in terms of like, th- he's on his second kid, like, but, yeah. but he's still technically 
not mentally an adult. He's still a child. Yeah. Yes, very much a child. And like during this whole time, his mental health is definitely deteriorating and it's no good. And then finally, when he's like 22, the queen dies. The queen isn't his biological mother, but because his mother's a concubine. But the queen dies and she, he was very close to her. And then also the queen's mom dies like, like within a month of each other. And this is really like already a lot of shit's kind of going down with him but this like really sends him over the edge so the things that start happening kind of when he he's a teen and into early adulthood is you know he starts having delusions like for example he had a dream about the god of thunder and so then he just developed a fear of the sky uh in general so he's just scared of the sky inconvenient yeah he also, it's always he there some therapy yeah he ne- definitely needs some therapy he also started having a clothing phobia so basically what happened is every day he needed to have at least 20 to 30 outfits laid out for him for him to decide and he couldn't always decide and sometimes he would like burn some of his outfits like these beautiful silk outfits because he just like there was just like something like it's probably like ocd or something where he couldn't like handle all the clothes I've definitely had a breakdown trying to figure out what to wear, though. Yeah. This is every day, though, of like 20 to 30 outfits. And the problem is the people who address him, his wife wrote that it was lucky if nothing happened to them because he was he would like beat his servants and then he started killing them. So he would kill his serve his like specifically his dress servants if they like maybe dressed him wrong. He was like very emotional and he would just like he started to deal with his feelings instead of you know like you know men should just go to therapy he just started killing his servants so that's a fun thing like one time like after his the queen died he got so he was so upset with it that he had that you know they just had a lot of eunuchs around you know you just got to have them um so after to deal with his grief he beheaded one of the eunuchs and then went over to his wife and was like, look, I beheaded the eunuch. And she's like, I don't want to see that dude. OK, but then he would also be very physically violent with her a lot of the time. And then he started also like sexually harassing all the ladies in waiting. And if they didn't have sex with them, he would rape them. So that's another. He's very problematic. He's Yeah, he's having there's very, definitely something yeah. going on. He also rapes a Buddhist nun. Um, and then he starts sexually harassing his younger sister, not the one no. he was close to, but oh, who passed away, but no. his younger sister. And he attempts to rape her as well. Um, no, I don't like was that. not successful. Was not successful. But okay, also, good. I imagine she still felt very bad. Of course. He also, um, you know, he just has all this paranoia around his father, too. So like he takes it's like pretty normal for people to like take, you know, concubines. So he has like one concubine and she gets pregnant and He's really concerned that his dad will be mad about it. So he like forces her to take all these like abortive substances. But then his wife actually takes the concubine and like kind of hides her way and they end up having a healthy baby. So that's cool. But then he takes another concubine and he was really stressed out about that one, too, because this concubine was like a former lady in waiting to his grandmother. So I guess based on the laws of Korea at the time, that was considered incest somehow. Like him being with the lady in waiting to his grandmother. Very confusing. And so when his dad found out about him, he like super went in on him and just like braided the shit out of him. And then Prince Sato tries to jump down a well to kill himself. But then a guard fishes him out of the well. It's like, yeah, you don't get to die today, sir. Oh. And then he beats the concubine to death in a fit of rage. So... Yeah, he's not doing so well. He's there's something wrong. Something's going on. 
there's some signs, you know, <laughs> that maybe his yeah. mental health isn't the best. He's in his flea bag era. Yeah, you he's guys in, seen that meme on TikTok. Yeah, he also, heaven forbid, he's drinking, which is illegal to do at court. So that really makes his behavior even worse. And during this time, like his dad doesn't know exactly about all this stuff, but he his dad takes a concubine and the concubine is like friends with some other concubines. And like his dad kind of gets informed through the grapevine, gets informed the concubine grapevine gets informed about like kind of what's going on. And it's not exactly clear, like, what was the tipping point? I mean, there's all, obviously a lot of these could be really great tipping points on their own or whatever. Yeah. But they're thinking that maybe what happened is that Prince Sato had like an altercation with another like royal person and he was trying to sneak into the palace so then rumors were going around that he was sneaking in the palace to try to kill his dad and so they're thinking maybe that's why it might be the sister thing it might be any of the number of these things because also lady hong wrote that at this point in, 19, in 1762 when sato he's like 27 like daily bodies were being taken out of his house of like people who oh. had killed that is gruesome this that guy. Is bad. Yeah. So Daddy Young Joe is like, this is, this is yikes, you know, mm-hmm. mega yikes. And he like asked him at some point, he's like, why are you doing all this crazy shit, son? And Prince Otto says, I am in pain. You're my father and you do not love me. <gasps> ah, wow. Because of you, dad. Because, because of, of you, daddy. You, yeah. Yeah, because that's what that's my my daddy issues, you know, have definitely manifested, you know, in a similar way. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a joke. That was wow. It's, <laughs> it's not real. It's not real. The I, don't, silence. I don't do any of this. I don't. The silence was so loud. You guys. It was. I felt wow. I'm going to have to ponder, you know, I mean, I do also difficult. Sometimes I don't know what to wear. Um, but now I just don't get dressed. So that's, I just wear pajamas all you day. Just, so oh, that's just, what I do. I just was imagining you face down on your bed. You're just like just, never getting just, dressed. Nope, not doing it. Yeah. Anyway, but the thing is like there, you know, the King's like, oh, I guess we kind of got to, got to get rid of my son because like this, this shit is out of control. But the thing is like, you can't, it's like illegal to like kill your royal children so he has right, to be like right. kind of like find a loophole so what he does is he strips him of his title prince Otto of his title and then what he does is he's like well i can't literally because also if you like execute your son then like you also have to like execute like the wife and the kids you know you just have to do a group thing so he didn't want that to happen um so what he did instead was like okay instead of killing you what i'm going to do is i'm going to get a rice box which is like a four foot by four foot box where you would keep rice in he says what i'm going to do is i'm going to put sato in the box and lock the box and he'll die in the box and i won't have killed him he'll just die in the box of natural you know starvation and thirst you know so it's like uh, what a great loophole like he's not literally killing him he's just trapped in a box so preventing him from living yeah exactly you know it's <laughs> like, a loophole what? it's different you know it's giving big sims 2 energy you trapped your sim in a pool you know you took the ladder away yeah so because you didn't kill the sim the sim just you just passed yeah, away yeah, yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. natural start, yeah yeah so that's what happens he puts him in a rice box apparently prince Otto was like obviously not feeling it he was like don't put me in the box please but he's like mm, you're going in the box so he put him in the box and the guards for a couple of days are just like, oh, maybe this box situation is just like a temporary normal punishment that you give to your adult son. 
and so they were still giving him like food and water but then the king was like no stop that and then they wrapped additional ropes around the box and then moved it up to the upper level of the palace and then also covered it in grass i don't know why maybe for weight some heavy grasses i don't know um i mean it kind of just sounds like he put him he buried him alive yeah put the grass on the top or he was just trying to have like a nice like you know like a planter situation you know like he just wanted some plants inside or something i don't know anyway so he's obviously not having a good time in the box day seven he's still crying out being like i don't like this but then finally on day eight they look in the box and he has perished i know that box is haunted that box is probably haunted as hell uh yeah so his dad is obviously a little sad about it after the fact he reinstates his title like 15 days after he dies and then ends up killing all of his servants for the most part because that's what you just do for royals he doesn't kill the wife he doesn't kill the kids just everyone they've ever spoken to yeah just everybody who prince sato was already killing so anyway fun and flirty being royal is normal and fun and then i mean i don't know there's obviously not really like a silver lining but like his son with his first concubine ends up becoming like or the descendants of him end up becoming the first like emperor of korea so like good for good for you but anyway sometimes sometimes it's hard to just be having mental illnesses and having a dad who's not nice to you so yeah 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 well yeah yeah okay well wow um thank you gabby (laughs) thank you gabby for that truly from the uh from the bottom of my heart my box heart um we will be right back i'm scott weinberger journalist and former deputy sheriff in my new podcast series cold-blooded The Apollo Jim murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, My name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Wow, Gabby. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> yeet. Yeet. You know, yikes. That's a big, that's a big yikes story. Um, best way I can Meg- describe it. Mega yikes. Mega yikes, truly. So we are doing like, a, it's a very anti-Hallmark movie vibe at the moment because there's no happy family reunions. You know, there's no fuzzy feelings because I'm going to talk more about filicide yeah yes yes um basically if you don't know what filicide is it's the deliberate act of a parent killing their child like what gabby just no he didn't the story that he gabby didn't kill his son he just put him in a box and he happened he just, to die of starvation and third and dehydration yeah it's different hey okay it's literally he just kept him from living like stopped him from living it's not he didn't kill him y'all are emperor apologists y'all emperor apologists he was just a king he wasn't an emperor okay a king okay fine whatever anyway just a king just a king and also yeah yeah um well the statistics are pretty disturbingly high for it even though like just one is fucking disturbing um so that's you know not great it's still relatively something that actually a lot of people do which is disgusting what the fuck go die but we're not going to talk about current filicide because that is depressing as hell we're going to talk about the past because that's less depressing the past is fine it's it's a little less depressing yeah we're removed from it it's fine yeah so i know a guy who did it who did the filicide (laughs) what (laughs) well no i mean i know a guy his name is Ivan the... 
Oh, he was terrible. 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 Oh, nice. Taylor, I like how you said that so casually, but you were actually finishing my sentence. I thought you were going to literally be like, yes, one of my family friends killed us. Yeah, I did too. I was like, um, Mika? You really tricked us there. But Ivan the Terrible, we've talked about him. Ivan, we have. The Terrible. terrible. Yeah, he was quite bad. So if we don't, you know, just a little update on Ivan the Terrible. Not update, but he was a Russian Tsar in the mid to late 1500s, and he was not a very good guy he had like hence yeah terrible well actually hence the name is not real because actually what it means in russian and what it means at least at that time was more like the magnificent or like the oh my god you're so amazing that it's like a little scary it doesn't mean you were like a bad person but honestly the shoe does fit so i'm just Um. glad that language has at least kept up with the vibe that ivan was actually pretty terrible okay so he had like Six to eight wives, only four were recognized by the church, and his first wife gave him six children. Yay, bountiful marriages, whatever. Mm. Now, the third to be born was a boy. Finally, they had had Thank two goodness. girls initially. Thank goodness. Yuck. What would we have done? Yep. And girls, so, get out of here. Yeah, get the fuck <laughs> out, girls. Okay. So he was obviously the first heir. However, sadly, he died during infancy. He drowned. Sad. Um, sad. <laughs> sad, bad, yeah, pretty bad. So the next child after that was another boy, and he Yay. is who we're gonna get into. And oh. funny enough, um, they actually named him Ivan. So he's like Ivan Junior. Oh, how funny! Yeah, his name was Ivan Ivanovich. So. I think back then they only had like four names. Yeah, so, only four names. You existed. know, there was a twenty-five percent chance that he would be named Ivan. <laughs> Precisely. Wow, such good calculations so quickly, Gabby. You are truly a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Ivan the Terror, obviously he was the heir. He was the apparent heir, so he was going to be, um, you know, czar eventually. And Ivan the Terrible and his son, Ivan, were actually buds, like, for quite some time. Ivan the Terrible took his son at 15 to see his private army basically massacre people together. <laughs> oh, like, fun. Yeah. What an activity. I mean, Father, you know. son activity. Yeah, they would just do things to, like, bond over, like, for example, there was a um, massacre called the Massacre of Novgorod. Novgorod, yeah, Novgorod, where the, Ivan the Terrible took his private army to attack a Russian city called Novgorod because Ivan the Terrible was paranoid and thought that they had committed treason and treachery. Mind you, by you know, as Ivan the Terrible got older and more powerful, he became more paranoid and did some disturbing shit, which is not good. So basically, he and his son would go to see horrific acts of violence, like torturing people by grilling them mm. or um binding like yeah like grilling as in like putting them on a yeah on hot like grates, a george not foreman like, like a no yeah. not like egg. a george foreman situation okay. that didn't exist back then oh they didn't have like a green egg that they could just grill some people you need a big green egg though to have Sadly, a fit no. a person mm-hmm. I have heard that those are so expensive, by the way. I don't yeah, really so grill. A, a person size one would be super expensive. Or you'd have to get like <laughs> three and then like put them on. Yeah, it'd be too complicated. That's true. Too but complicated. he's a czar. He had a lot of money. It's true. Oh, he did. But, um, but no grills. They didn't exist back then. It's more like burned alive, I guess, kind of vibe. Okay. So he would also like bind and throw 
women and children into the uh, Volkov River, which is where they would be trapped under the ice and die. And Ivan the Terrible actually had men from his private army on the boats of the river. So even if people did manage to like survive being bound and thrown into the river and they like managed to come up from air, the soldiers would basically push them down and make sure that they died in the icy river why are people so freaking mean back i don't understand yeah it's pretty it's it's pretty bad um i don't Ah, know what to tell you but also good son father bonding exactly good son father bonding and the funniest thing is that after seeing these pretty gruesome acts ivan the terrible and his son would go to the church for prayer every single afternoon they're forgiven for they sons. are forgiven listen and then it happened all over again well um, wow. so this happened for five weeks so major bonding you know what i mean they were they were really tight just like a morning i imagine i'm thinking about their g cows you know it's like 8 30 to 12 30 <laughs> go hands. watch some like ma- massacre 12 30 to 2 you know go to church yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. and then like eat a ton of food and i don't know practice war or something yeah, it was Practice just form. think how lucky they are to have each other, you know, just really appreciate each other. That's what life is about, you know, mm-hmm. is it not? Anyway, so Ivan the Terrible was also a very involved father when it came to Ivan producing an heir, understandably. Oh. It was very important to him. So at 17, Ivan was supposed to marry a Russian noblewoman chosen by his dad, but uh, she didn't produce an heir quick enough. Which what a is bitch. That. What a fucking bitch, right? What was she thinking? Yeah, exactly. So Ivan's dad banished her to a convent. Okay. (laughs) Being a woman's cool. Being a woman. Being a serf or being a woman, all of those are cool. Yeah. Um, Ivan the Terrible got Ivan another bride, you know. Second time. We're trying to go for it. But the same thing happened. So she was banished, banished to a convent again by Ivan the Terrible. Anyway, finally, third time's the charm, you guys. Ivan's third bride, Yelena Shiremeteva, was pregnant in October Yay. of 1581. What joy they had tried for so long, so hard, finally, you know what I mean? And um, no confidence for her, which is good. Everyone in the family was overjoyed. So things carried on as normal. You know, we got the war. We got, you know, Ivan the Terrible <laughs> having weird, disturbing panicky paranoid moments um but for the most part everything's pretty okay you know he was still greedy starting wars whatever anyway until november 15th ivan's wife was walking in the castle minding her business happy and pregnant you know when ivan the terrible caught a glimpse of her Uh uh-oh a glimpse is never good a glimpse is never good he became so offended at what she was wearing because according to him her clothes were inappropriate um they were lighter than usual and so naturally, you know, as what anyone would do when they react, when they see this, is um, he started beating her. Now, this was pretty normal for Ivan the Terrible. It seems like he would lose his temper often, and he also suffered from mental illnesses like later on in his life. Still, not okay, obviously. It's just not okay to hit women. Uh, also, <laughs> like, maybe that was, all, that was all they had at the maternity store, you know? Maybe they didn't have some good options. Exactly. My thing is, like, you wanted her to be pregnant so bad, and then you start, like, beating on her? Bruh, come on. So uh, Ivan heard his wife's screams, traumatic, and rushed to find his father attacking his pregnant wife. Bad. So he freaked out and took his wife away, 
but the damage was done and she miscarried. Wow. What a dick. What a dick, truly. So Ivan confronted Ivan the Terrible about it, but when he did, his father accused him of treason and insubordination. They basically got into this big argument about his wife and about the wars and about, you know, Ivan's own opinions on how Russia should be governed. And Ivan the Terrible became so enraged that he struck his son with his scepter, inflicting a fatal head wound. Oh. Wow. Ivan stumbled back in a daze and he was bleeding and he fell to the floor and his father immediately stopped and held his son and cried out, may I be damned, I've killed my son over and over and over again. And he kissed his son. And apparently, according to one eyewitness, I don't believe this, but whatever, his son said, I die as a devoted son and most humble servant. Which, again, I doubt, but whatever. Ooh, but if he did, like, ooh, that would be... Yeah, you'd hate to hear traumatic. Like, I was a good son, and he's like, ooh... And, he, he and, and you fucking killed, killed me. Yeah. Um, Ivan died on the 19th of November, leaving Ivan the Terrible with no viable heirs and furthering him into madness. What an idiot. What yeah. a dummy. <laughs> That's why you shouldn't kill your son. Absolutely. And actually, him, you know, killing his son was part of the reason why basically their empire eventually, like, toppled over so you know don't kill your son also as a father-in-law don't have opinions about your daughter-in-law's choice of clothing okay she can wear whatever she wants she can be she's a free spirit yeah yep I, like but can can we limit that not just limit that to just father like in-laws can just, just like everyone, people in general just not yeah, care. nope i'm not that. going to make it broader oh, okay okay well anyway so that's the story. Phil aside, not a vibe. Not a <laughs> vibe. Not a Definitely vibe. Definitely like um, a bad vibe. I would put it bad in more vibe. bad vibe than good vibe. I great categorization. Um, and with that, Taylor, my angel, I know yeah. you have a story for us. I'm hoping I'm it's an angel. You are an angel. I, I freaking call you an angel all the time. Don't be a stupid bitch. I like tell you this all the time. Anyway, don't be a stupid bitch. <laughs> I call you an angel all the time. I'm so bitch, fucking angel. nice to you, you bitch. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that's 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 me. I'm just very aggressive with the way I love people. Okay, so I hear you have a wonderful story that might be a little less traumatic than this one. Although I feel like it probably is. The I same. mean, it's Kid Avergaus. It's only it can only be so. Yeah. Light. Don't expect much. Okay. Well, I would love to hear it. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to tell you about Giles Corey. Yeah, you who... are, girlfriend. Yeah, mm-hmm. GG, girlfriend. Good. GC, Giles Corey, group chat, whatever. GC. <laughs> um, I believe he was noted in The Crucible, but for those such as myself who never read the book or saw the movie, although maybe I did read the book and I just don't remember, like in high school, you know. Um, but it revolves around the Salem witch trials, which started in February of 1692 to May of the next year in Massachusetts. So basically what was happening, people were getting sick. Today, they believe that it was like this fungus that was found in wheat and would cause these like delusions and like muscle spasms, vomiting. And that was like the cause of this hysteria. Really fun stuff. So naturally... 
much like when at last week, a couple of weeks ago, when we were talking about vampires, mm-hmm. the obvious conclusion is not that people are getting sick because there's, you know, a like a bacteria or a fungus. Exactly. It's that somebody is cursing them and they are witches. I among hate us. like bad hysteria. I love good hysteria, you know? Like sometimes when you look at your partner and you're so enraged with, like, oh my God, you're so yummy. I just want to, you know, like bite. Like, I like that kind of hysteria, but, like, the, oh, my God, you know, it's a witch, definitely, and they make terrible decisions in history. That's, like, bad hysteria to me. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, okay. for everyone, like, you know, when people get hysterical about, like, there's, like, bombs and, like, me- weapons of mass destruction exactly. in the Iraq, yeah. and we're hysterical Not about it, and then we have years-long wars that we didn't exactly. need. You, don't re- you remember that? <laughs> I, yeah. I, you know, I do, and I think that is like again, if we're categorizing, bad vibe. You know, ooh, yeah. weapons of mass destruction are today's witches. <laughs> wow, there you go, big there leaps. you go, big, big mental leap. leaps happening. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead, well, Taylor. But at the same time, people, if if they are people that are, cre- I mean, it's like they're creating their own little spells and concoctions and curses. So sure, why not to make it's, things make sense? They're just curses. Okay, great. So anyway, so obviously they're like, hmm, there's witches, but it also doesn't help that when one or two admits that they're like against the Puritans and then they also confess to being a witch, like it just validates everybody's original thoughts. Yeah, so, that is not helpful. Yeah, it's very not helpful. So apparently that's enough to back everything up and it's became this town's mission to find and execute all of the witches. Their punishments were typically hanging while others just died in jail, which I didn't know this because I don't know why. But um, I thought that it was only women that were accused of being um, witches. But there were actually five or six men among the 30 that were found guilty. Equality. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's not exactly equal because (laughs) it was still like five or six men among the 30. Okay, well, math is hard, so... So anyway, so we're going to talk about Giles Corey and his accusation um, and his death went a little bit different. So little backstory on little Giles. He was a farmer, quite successful at it, I guess, apparently. Sounds like a witch. <laughs> exactly. Um, he had all kinds of crops. They were very, they were doing really well. He had this farmhand named Jacob Goodale who apparently he stole some apples, which Giles took a little too seriously and beat him to death. Um, Giving Mm -hmm. me Ivan the Terrible vibes. But like, were they, (laughs) I hope they were like honey crisp and not just like a shitty one. Like what's the shittiest apple? I don't like Granny Smith. Yeah, I do like Granny Smith. I fuck with some Granny Smith. I only like them if they're like cooked with something, you know, like... I don't like them just like... I went and beat someone to death for them. Maybe Honeycrisp, because those are delish. They are delish. Um, or like well, Asian pears. Gosh, I love wow, Asian pears. Wow, did you just go into pears I mean, from apples? I'm just saying, if there's a fruit to like beat someone to death over... Mangoes. I think that's like up there. Mangoes, no. too. Good You're mangoes. not supposed to compare apples to oranges, though, so leave the oranges out of it. Why don't you open your mind a little, Taylor? <laughs> witch. She's a witch. <laughs> yeah. I'm a witch. I'm a witch. Okay. Um, but Giles is like, no, I didn't beat him up. He just fell off a ladder. Um, but then just other people... repeatedly fell off a ladder. That just... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he was like super bruised. Like there's no there's no way that he just like fell off a ladder. But people also overheard him bragging about beating Jacob to death. So well, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So he goes on trial for murder. But really, the only thing that happens is that he pays a fine, which a lot of people are like, that's not cool. So um, he got in trouble for like other small things like theft, but always seemed to get away with it. Moral of this story, he's not a great dude. So but then, okay, all that stuff's happening. He was first married to a woman named Margaret, who died shortly after they arrived in Salem. And then later he married a woman named Mary. After like 12 years in Salem, she dies. The letter M, bad, you know, trigger. Then he married a fellow widow named Martha. So he had Margaret, Mary, and Martha, which all of this seems a little suspicious to me. Like, what's with all the M's and why are they dying? Yeah, that's really suspicious. He has a type, okay? But remember, there's only four names back then. Right, right. Martha, right. Margaret, whatever else, and Ivan. There are only four. Mary and Ivan. Yep. Yeah. That's it. And it was easier to have Giles. a type. And, and Giles. Giles. Quite a strange name. I feel like it was easier to have a type back then because there were, you know, not as much diversity. Now, if you have a type, it's like, Nika, why did you keep going for like tattooed baristas? <laughs> like, <laughs> there's more out there. There are more, definitely more types now, for sure. But I see right. where you're going with the M's. You know, know, yeah, yeah. It just seems a little suspicious to me. So, the witch trials, witch trials are a hot topic. People are out hunting for witches, Um, and basically, there were these like two tribes, if you will, in Salem. There were two families, and half the town would follow one, the other half would follow the other. So there was the Putnams and the Porters. Two P's? Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Oh, I should have listed P as a trigger warning. The Putnams and the Porters. So it was really kind of like their feud that led to the trials because they were like, you know, trying to get each other and they were like just accusing the other people who were like associating with the other family. I have a question. Yes. Okay. Not a question. I have a really good point. Mm -hmm. Porter Pittman, P, all the M's, Salem S, P, M, S, women are witches. Wow. wow. All right. Well, I don't need to finish my story. Wow. X-Files. Just... X-Files. You know, X-Files. X-Files themes. <laughs> so, okay. So anyway, so it was like this feud that kind of like led to the trials because they were just like accusing each other of being witches. Um, and Giles, his allegiance was of the Porter clan and had the Putnams pissed off. The Putnams were like, this guy, bad dude, not worth it. You know, they're like, they were out to get him. They tried, he like murdered somebody, you know, he was like stealing stuff. He was just a bad guy. Anyway, so Giles at this point, 80, 81 years old or something, he was attending the trials and his wife is like, you probably shouldn't be going to the trials. You have a past. The Putnams are going to be pissed at you. So like, they're going to come for you. So she's like trying to stop him from going to the trials. So what does she do? She hides his saddle so he can't go horseback riding into town. Wow. Which I'm like, I don't know. That seems silly because at this time, everybody was just riding horses and they should be able to ride bareback and it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Yeah, Given, you're I don't know right. how far a town is, but like, that that's whatever. Did it stop him? Well, so this was very suspicious of Martha to do. And so on March 19th, 
Martha was accused of being a witch. Oh, by, because mm-hmm. she took the saddle? Yep. So members of the Putnams would do this thing. They would like to play co- the copycat game, and they would just like kind of study Martha and like her mannerisms and would like do kind of like mimic her movement and stuff. And so they'd be like, oh, my God, they're ma- she's making me like move the same way as her. Um, she's a witch. These people don't sound like they were dealing with fungus. It sounds like they were sociopaths. What a boring witch, oh, yeah. too. Just like they she t- didn't. She hit a saddle. Like, yeah. I feel like yeah. if you were a witch, you would do maybe something cooler. Well, Giles was like, you know what? Yeah, she might be. She might be <laughs> oh a witch. Oh, my gosh. And let me tell you why. Oh, no. He turned on his wife so fast, y'all. He was like, you know what? Here's the thing. Some of our animals got sick and she was praying. But like, you know, when you pray, like you should be praying out loud. But she was like silently praying. So wow. I don't know what she was doing. Which- so she was probably cursing our animals obviously and and he was like and she's like she like wasn't letting me go to the trials so he was like she you know he was like she's a witch not like a loyal nice wife who was like dude you're sus so don't go yeah she was trying to protect him and then he's like he turned on her and was like you're a witch but then on april 8th of 1692 giles Corey was charged with witchcraft when Anne Putnam, who was a 12-year-old girl of obviously the Putnam group, clan, family, whatever, claimed that he made her write some like weirdness or something in a book. So he's then accused and then he's like, whoa, 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 I'm I'm not okay with these trials. Like what, you know, what a quinky dink. All of a sudden he's all about them. A little too late, Giles, just like JoJo says in that song. (laughs) Yeah. Mm He's like, y'all are crazy. I'm not a witch. Witches aren't a thing. I don't know what you're talking about. And so at the trial, the Putnams play the copycat game again. But this time, they're doing it in court. So they're like, are you kidding me, Giles? Like, what are you doing? Like, this, is, you're going to literally practice witchcraft in court? So they restrain Giles. And they're like, don't be dumb. But Giles is like, guys, I'm not a witch. This is silly. But he knew with his, like, sketchy past, like, and what the things that his wife had, like, kind of warned him of, I guess. And he knew, like, the Putnams were kind of, like, the more powerful, I think, than, like, the Porters. So he was like, all right, I'm kind of screwed. I'm going to die. So I may as well die with pride. So he's like, I'm just not going to speak and I'm going to refuse to go to trial. Well, at that time, there was this method to get people to speak, a.k.a. torture. Mm, A cool (laughs) method. It's a great method. Yeah. So what they did was they stripped Giles down naked in the mm. middle of town. Mm. They laid a board on top of him and they would slowly put like these stones on top, slowly increasing the weight until like he would speak. But Giles was like, he knew it, like he was doomed and he was going to die anyway. So he did not crack under the pressure. No pun intended. Because his bones be cracking. Mm -hmm. I think it was intended. I think you meant to do that pun. I did. You got like that real excited, like childlike face of joy, you know? I put in my notes, hee hee. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's adorable. So, okay, but he was naked under a plank with rocks on top of and him. And he was like 80 or 81. Here's my question. I feel, what do you call when little pieces of wood get like stuck accidentally Splinter. into your skin? Yeah, in Colombia we call it astilla. But okay, I feel like his dick got splintered. I wonder if he had a boner. <gasps> Probably de- death not. Boner, death oh, boner. Well, because well, he's so shitty, have you guys ever considered that this whole time we're wrong about the Salem witch trials and maybe we just like read? Because they had weird cursive back then, right? What if it was instead of the Salem witch trials, it was just the Salem bitch trials and they were just executing people who were bitches? Because he seemed like a little bit of a bitch, right? I mean, that's ultimately what it was, I think. Because the Putnams and the Porters were just accusing each other of yeah witchcraft yeah gabby the quantum leaps that your brain is making on this episode is astounding um i'm just very creative you got some good sleep last night i I got bad sleep every day well that's my own two hours well only like five but in a fun and flirty way just because i was watching ted lasso and i hadn't seen it yet so oh i I would not pick you for a ted lasso fan it i liked it. it's very quaint i cried during it oh honestly everyone gabby's i think way more um i think way into cuter things than one would realize like into cuter yeah things. i'm a sucker yeah. for toxic positivity yeah yeah very much <laughs> very much so i'm just littered with live laugh love that's my whole life I okay. love how this all started because I said that he would never crack under pressure. Anyway. Anyway. Yes. So after three days of this going down, he says, more weight, more weight. Because he's like... Three days? Uh-huh. It was oh. two or three days. Oh, um, no. And he's like, more weight, more weight. Because he's like, just go ahead and kill me because like, I know it's going to happen. You know, just let's just get it over with. So apparently, as he was getting crushed, his little tongue was like squishing out of his mouth. Oh! And the sheriff would like had a stick and would just like poke it back in. Which ew! Was, like, ew! Really humiliating and gross. Like just a gross detail. Um, that is a gross detail. Thank you. You're welcome. But before his actual death, before he dies, he says, "Curse you, sheriff, and curse you, Salem." Oh, that's what, what a witch does. So since then, his ghost was has like allegedly been seen in town around like when things were going awry. Like there were pretty much every single sheriff died early of some like weird thing. Oh, wow. like weird blood disorders, heart attacks, etc. And there was like this huge fire um, in Salem, which you know his he was seen around then as well. So like they think that he's like cursing the town. But it really wasn't until 1991, so not that long ago. Nika still wasn't born yet, but not that long ago. It was <laughs> the sheriff's office moved out of town, and since then, it appears that the curse has been lifted. Mm. So, wow, was it because of the tongue thing? Well, no, it was because he. Well, I mean, maybe that's what triggered him. Well, because it was the, wait, it was the, the pressure. It was the the sheriff of the time who did the push the tongue back in right yeah because he was like all right i'm done oh that's nasty let's um, move on wow that's yep okay well thank you taylor for that um you're welcome 
you know, the tongue thing just really got to me. Uh, we'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is an incredibly inappropriate podcast. I, wow. Okay. Stop. stop. Okay. Stop. We're moving on. We're moving on. Gabby it. and I have lost it. Literally, We're done. I'm scared to be haunted. God, please don't. Okay. Let this happen. Okay. So I, yes, extremely disturbing. I usually love torture stories, but Taylor, that little cherry on top at the end was, um, was enough to make me rethink, uh, being your friend. Okay. So I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So I thought I was an angel. Well, this is a little bit of a, this is actually for you because you did such an inappropriate joke. I'm going to get into a tangent that I think you're going to hate. I'm mad already. Yeah. So the unfortunate, one of the many unfortunate parts about the Salem witch trials, other than, you know, People being Everyone was getting death. Put yeah. to death. But yeah. people don't really talk about this part is the fact that animals seem to have been a part of what was going on there as well. I'm so, mad. They have nothing to do with it. They're innocent little babies. And yeah. Well, yes. So, you know, I don't know. know. Have you met my cat? He ain't innocent. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy. We love Jimmy, though. Um, We all know, you know, the concept of familiars which are basically like little household pets that serve as witches companions um they're like meant to be guides and protectors of witches and the witches you know it's said that they have very sacred connections with their familiars uh, this is like an ancient belief that you yeah know, but i have a connection with my my dog because well, you're a witch a sacred connection yeah Fine. You, he might be maybe i'm familiar. a witch wow okay everyone with an animal is a witch the end oh okay okay Yes. Glad we're not in hysteria Salem anymore. So obviously ancient belief. So everyone kind of like knew it as fact. So of course, the paranoid people from the Salem witch trials, they believed it. And famously, they were not very logical about it either. They both accused animals and also treated the animals as victims at times which was a very interesting way of going about it like that's not fair they can't stand up for themselves yeah well guilty versus non guilty in salem was a very complicated matter i suppose because it it just changed by the day you know so like there was like one dog in 1692 in andover um who was minding you know their business living life whatever chewing a bone i don't know and oh. this girl said um, that dog is looking at me weird and it is trying to bewitch me. I can feel it. And like, listen, I've stared into a Labradoodle's eyes. I know it's disturbing. Nika. It is disturbing, but it's not bewitching. It might be scary, but it's not like they're not actually trying to bewitch you. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they're she, like opposite witches because there's just nothing inside of them. Absolutely. You know? A void of an uh, unspeakable <sighs> void. I'm exhausted by this. <laughs> she hasn't complained about Labradoodles for like 30 episodes. Exactly. I feel, so. Give it to me. Thank you. So she accused the dog of witchcraft. What a bitch. And the villagers shot the dog immediately. No wow. trial. No, no trial. trial for the dog? <laughs> no. Oh, dog court, though. I, oh, oh I'm so sad. cute. No, no. Yikes. I'm upset. But no, just like, what if all the jurors were dogs and like they nice had a little lord, like a little ruffle collar for the lawyers and stuff? Oh, That's dog cute. court. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Is this a TV show we're about to do? Yes. So the minister, this is the weirdest thing, is that the minister later declared the dog innocent because he said that if the dog was possessed, it would have survived the gunshots. Yeah, so, that's not how that works. It's not. Um, you can't so. just like be like, oh, you're a witch, kill them, they die, and then you're like, oh, it must not have been a witch. Like Ex- Exactly, because then what's the point, you know? Yeah, it's Other just, than- just wanting to kill people because like they would have still stayed alive either way. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah, their logic was bad. Bad and logic. people were liars back then. That's like... People, well, still now, but yes, yes. Oh, well, but like about really stupid stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I guess people lie about really stupid stuff now, so whatever, don't mm-hmm. listen to me. Well, anyway, so that was weird logic. And like, for example, another weird thing is like, if pets are local animals, they seem like tired or sickly, they were immediately assumed to have been ridden by witches at night so they could go to their witch meetings in the forest and they would say that the animals were hag-ridden the night before. So they just like that's assumed so that their pets were being constantly used by witches and that's why they were tired or like sickly. Oh, what whatever. if we rode our cats? I would love to ride Or like cat. if they got bigger, like the, the cat bus in Totoro. That's literally my oh. dream. That is literally my dream in my world. And honestly, I am so sad that it will probably never happen. And that yeah. just like deeply disappoints me about life. I, oh my gosh. All I do is like watch fantasy shit. And then I get mad that like I can't be a fairy living under a mushroom. Like what the heck? Why? You look like a fairy. You'd be a cute fairy. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I think You're I'd welcome. be a great fairy. I want to be a gremlin who lives under a bridge. <laughs> I was going to say You'd a be troll. a great gremlin Yeah, too. I want to wow. be a troll. Wow. What does that Different make me? Different people. You're, You're a unicorn. Oh, oh, you're a unicorn. You're a unicorn. You are. You're a unicorn. I am so happy. Okay. Okay. I love it. You're love a it, unicorn and a treasure. Okay. So, uh, you know, weird, weird shit like that. Um, Actually, I have a little mini story about Martha Corey, who is Giles's wife. The girls who accused the witches during these trials, basically, they would say that they, sometimes they would say against the witches, they would say that they saw visions of the witches with very specific animals like oh, yeah. hogs or dogs or um, in this specific case, um, yellow birds for some reason. So like they say one of the girls who accused Martha Corey, they say that they saw um, Martha Corey with yellow birds on top of her head and suckling on her fingers and that in like the fits that they would have, they would see yellow birds. So of course, I guess because they saw that and they related it to Martha, that meant that Martha was guilty. Yeah, obviously. Okay. Also, another interesting fact that I did find about the Salem witch trials is that um, another way that they would try to figure out if someone was a witch or not is like by checking their body for blemishes or like weirdness on their bodies because to them that was like I think a way that evil would come in was like via blemishes which I'm like bro that sucks like I got all kinds of evil in me yeah I got lots (laughs) of I mean I can't imagine their skincare was that great back then I don't know exactly they didn't have like CeraVe hydrating moisturizer you know what I mean also another thing is if they had so funny third nipples were considered like the devil's nipple basically and (laughs) anyone who had it the people immediately assumed that their familiars would suckle on it and that's where they would get their evil devilish strength and also that like the devil himself would like suckle on the third nipple and therefore it was a sign that that person was a witch did they have a lot of third nipples back then apparently it's more common phenomenon 
Yeah, I think it's more common than we think. I Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. But anyway, so I just I found that interesting. So s- things like suckling were, all, were also considered kind of witchy. So, of course, this girl saying that yellow bird is suckling on your on your on your hand in my vision. You must be a witch. I Whatever. feel like if you have the vision, though, you're a witch. It, you would think, yeah. right? And whenever they would talk about the visions, this is what like they called spectral evidence. So like <laughs> in, instead of like her word against, you know, whoever's, they basically saw this as supernatural evidence according to the victim, which is pretty terrible because it makes no sense because there's that's not evidence. There's no way that you can prove that. You know what I mean? Anyway, 20 people and two dogs were executed for witchcraft during the time of the Salem witch trials which is horrible, and bananas. And, I hope you know, they're all cursed in, in hell. They are in hell for oh sure. Oh my gosh, Taylor. I mean, yeah. The people, yeah. not the dogs. The dogs are in heaven. Yes, they are. So, you know, sad mm-hmm. little story to end this wonderful podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this, you know, fun and flirty episode. We will see you next week. Cadaver Gals is a production of School of Humans and iHeartRadio. It is hosted, produced, mixed, researched, etc. by Gabby Watts, Nika Duarte, and Taylor Church. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cadaver Gals. Um, leave us a comment, but only if it's nice. We're sensitive people. Okay? Bye. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, the Apollo Jim murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.